Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Hi, my name is Charlotte Lord, and my podcast is entitled Hedy Lamar, From Austrian Actress to Adroit Inventor. If I were to have my own podcast, I would use it to highlight women in STEM, such as Hedy, who doesn't really get as much recognition from society because she is mostly known for being an actress. As I said before, the woman I will be talking about today is named Hedy Lamar, and my goal here is to give women their proper accolades for their creations and contributions to prominent inventions that still have an impact on our society today. As I said before, Hedy Lamarr was an Austrian actress who was originally born Hedwig Eva Keisler. She was born in 1914 to a very prominent Jewish family and died in 2000 in Florida. In her heyday, which was the 1930s and 1940s, she starred in movies including Ecstasy, The Strange Woman, Copper Canyon, Sanson and Delilah, and Dishonored Lady. She had stunning green eyes and dark hair that was almost black. What you may not know, though, is that Hetty herself, along with an unlikely protege, invented what will become the foundation for all of our networking today. That includes Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS systems. This inspiration for inventing derives from her father at an early age, who would talk to her about machines on their daily walks. In order to become the prominent woman she is today, she first became an actress at the young age of 16 when she was sought out by an older manager who was the one who actually called her one of the most beautiful women in the world. And then a man named Fritz Mandel saw her first movie, Ecstasy, that she starred in when she was 16, which is a very famous movie because it was very sexual. It was even banned by the Pope for a point in time because it was considered so inappropriate for that time period. So it was very racy and daunting to the current American population, I guess all over the world also. So she ended up marrying Fritz Mandel, who was much older than she was when she was 19. And she eventually got bored of being his housewife, basically, because she felt like she had better things to do. And her intellect was very latent for her because she actually was a very rebellious schoolgirl and she didn't really feel the need to get to school every day. She actually didn't even earn a high school diploma, but she was bored with Fritz Mandel. So there are many different stories about how she escaped this marriage, including running away on a bicycle and drugging a maid to leave the house incognito. Either way, she ended up in London after this, along with tons of knowledge from the Nazis and their weaponry, because Fritz Mandel was actually a friend of a lot of Nazi people. And as I mentioned before, Hedy Lamarr was actually Jewish. So I'm not sure how she felt about that at the time, but it must have not felt great. And Fritz Mandel really only wanted her for her beauty. And so the greater aspects of her mind were ignored since her talent for acting and her beauty were discovered at age 16. So she basically was branded at a young age with having to act a certain way. She did not obtain many opportunities to cultivate her intellect until she was out of Fritz Mandel's marriage. And her husband, as I said before, was affiliated with the Nazi party. And that's how she gained her knowledge of weaponry, which helped create the invention that she created. She actually created the basis for all Wi-Fi systems. As I said before, Bluetooth, GPS, and Wi-Fi as we know it today. Soon, Lamar ended up dazzling Hollywood, where she met her future partner in crime for creating which is called signal hopping. He was a composer by the name of George Antheil. 
While it cannot be said that Hedy Lamarr single-handedly created the basis of all Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS signals, her prior knowledge of weaponry and wireless technology allowed her to contribute mass amounts of information to the idea of signal hopping. Anthea and Lamarr's ideas were also spurred on by World War II, as was occurring at the time. Their combined goal was to be able to wirelessly control torpedoes to safety. It should be noted that this already existed in a way, but the frequency of the signal from each torpedo could easily be interrupted. Lamar thought that in order to obviate this from happening, the frequency of the torpedo should not be condensed into one singular frequency, but rather many frequencies separated out over a certain amount of time. So, with Hetty's knowledge of Nazi weaponry with the help of her ex-husband and his Nazi compadres, and George Anthill's knowledge of the inner workings of pianos, they were able to create signal hopping, which is the basis for all of Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS, as I said before. And basically, without Hetty and George, we wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be recording on this laptop right now. You wouldn't be listening to this on your mobile device right now. So basically, we have Hetty and George to thank endlessly for this. Along with that, Hetty Lamar felt a lot of sympathy for the American cause in World War II, so that's why she wanted to create signal hopping, because the Americans were trying to keep the Nazis and the fascists in Italy at, at bay with their regimes because she had seen what Fritz Mandel and his friends were doing and she wanted to pretty much put a stop to it and kind of fight back. And she even became um, an American citizen of the United States at age 38 on April 10th, 1953. Going back to what I was saying before about signal hopping, Hetty's basic idea in simplified terms was instead of having a torpedo operate at one frequency that could easily be jammed by an opponent, instead make the torpedo work at varying frequencies that are impossible to decode. So it was kind of like a code in a way, that's kind of an analogy you can use for it, is that opponents such as the Germans and the Italians couldn't decode the frequency in time until the torpedo hit. Fortunately, George and Hetty were able to get this idea patented and they want to go take it to the United States Army and the Navy. And unfortunately, they rejected the idea, which personally, I don't know much about war and warfare. Like we've been taught some about the atomic bomb and like nuclear missiles in a push because it was important to World War II. But otherwise, with signal hopping, that seems like a pretty good idea. It gives you a serious advantage over your opponent, which I don't know why they didn't utilize it at the time. But personally, I think it was a great idea. To be honest, it can also be said that Hedy Lamarr was known for being not only an actress but an inventor, but her time as an actress, although it was a long time year-wise, was kind of short-lived. Her beauty was one of the main reasons that she was brought into acting in the first place at such a young age, but after a while, Hollywood kind of deemed her as a person who could not get those big roles anymore because her beauty was declining. So she started panicking, she started getting plastic surgery and all this stuff. She eventually became a recluse. And all of this goes to show how simple aspects of your life can affect how you are in general. And it's good that Hetty was recognized as an inventor because that is what mostly she is known for now, I think. I mean, she is known as an actress during that time because she was known for having those very pivotal roles during kind of a sexual revolution during World War II. But eventually that all kind of died off because World War II came about and everyone was focused on the war effort. And in A-Push, we did talk about this. We talked about how everyone was get, uh, everyone was supposed to bolster the war effort instead of doing their own jobs. Like men would go off to war, women would take their place. And since Hedy Lamarr, as I said before, had been or was Jewish, 
she saw the American cause and was like, these are the people I need to be supporting. I shouldn't be supporting the fascists like Benito Mussolini. I shouldn't be supporting Hitler. And she was married to Fritz Mandel for so long, even while Hitler came to power. But then she recognized what was happening. She couldn't stand to be married to him anymore. And I know that's not saying a lot, considering that she had been married six times. But she claims that all she did was marry her lovers. So along with having a tumultuous life, she also had a great mind that wasn't really discovered, I feel like. As I said, it was it's relatively latent in her. It was brought out by George Antheil and others, but she was mostly seen as a pretty face. She didn't believe that for the most part she had what it take it had what it took, excuse me. She didn't believe that it had that she had what it took to be an inventor, to lose her looks and still be somebody. I think she got kind of lost in herself when this happened. And I don't think she would have even called herself an inventor. I don't think she would have had the confidence if she still were alive today. If someone asked her, like, how do you feel about being called an inventor? She would be like, oh, no, I'm not an inventor. I was an actress. Because she, from such a young age, she became so hyper-focused on her own beauty as opposed to her mind and what she could do to help benefit society that she became validated by other people giving her roles by other people saying she was beautiful instead of by someone saying you are an intelligent woman who deserves accolades for what you've done for our society. Instead, her beauty was what she focused on. That's why she panicked and she got all this plastic surgery and pretty much had a very steep downhill from a, such a young age. That is actually very upsetting. So I'm very grateful that I get to continue to honor Hetty's legacy, even though her life was clearly very tumultuous. But I don't know. Just like there's something about her. Like if you ever, honestly, go Google a picture of Hetty Lamar right now because you look at her and you're like, wow, she is beautiful. But it's like there's something in her eyes, you know? I mean, maybe you don't see it. Maybe you do. But her eyes, as I said before, were dazzling green and I know most of the pictures in on Google are in black and white but if you just if you look into her into her eyes you can see like kind of the experiences she's had and like you can tell like you know when you look at someone you can tell that like they, they have an intelligence level that's noticeable that's what I kind of see with Hedy Lamar, to be honest like compared to some models that kind of look just dead behind the eyes you can tell that like there's definitely something there and there's definitely an intellect and she had she had a passion to learn. I just think it was kind of steered the wrong way at such a young age that she kind of gave up on it. Look, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But to be honest, she there's definitely an intellect that she had that was just, it was stifled because the world told you your beauty is of use to us and it wasn't your mind is of use to us. Not of use, I guess. Maybe that's poor phrasing, but it's also contributions. Hedy Lamar was convinced that her only contribution to society was being an actress and being beautiful. And when that started to keel off, she started to get freaked out. And the fact that she didn't even want to take any of the credit really for herself for creating something so huge and so versatile is very sad because that shows how societal norms have truly affected people like Hedy Lamar and actresses, especially models nowadays. And in the past, all of those models have to use their bodies and their attitudes in a way to gain support, to feel like they've contributed. They can't, they don't feel validated if they don't do it that way, which I think is kind of what Hedy Lamar struggled with. But 
she just was able to create something so important along with George Anfield that I feel like isn't recognized enough at all. And I feel like if you ask someone this, they would be like, I don't know who created any of that or the basis for all of that. And that's something that we need to change. I think that women, people, not even just women, people who don't get enough recognition in our society need to be recognized for the contributions that they've made instead of leaving them behind in their negative past life experiences. So if you can't tell in general, I genuinely think that Hedy Lamar's life is interesting and in that she represents a lot of women in a way. I think that she is a very good character of a person to be able to recognize women who feel like they should be perceived one way, but can actually be perceived in a variegated amount of ways. It doesn't have to be just one singular way. You can't, it shouldn't be something that's directly towards one thing. Like, for example, if you saw that I was a Marist student, but I ended up doing something else in life, like I want to become a neurologist when I'm older, but you wouldn't just deem me a Marist student for the rest of my life, right? You'd look at my other aspects of my life and what I've done, and you'd be able to create kind of a profile of myself rather than just keeping me in one singular lane of being a Marist student. And so I think that when we perceive people and when we look at people, we need to think about every single aspect of how they were as a person, just like Hedy Lamar. And there you go. I would like to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you found it interesting and that you will think more about honoring our people who've contributed to our society in a positive way. Thank you so much and have a nice day. And last but not least, please make sure to listen to all of the other podcasts that my peers have been working very hard on researching and producing because I know that we've all picked topics that we're very interested in and very passionate about, and we'd love for you to take a listen. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much again. from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you.